Welcome to the TBN UK podcast. In this series, you can hear some of the interviews from TBN Meets, where faith meets culture. Hear from Christian ministries, innovators, authors, artists, and creatives. Enjoy. Hi, TBN family, and welcome to TBN Meets. Today, I'm joined by Grammy-nominated Dove and Stella Award-winning worship leader, and pastor, William McDowell. William, thank you so much for joining me. So happy to be with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you enjoying London? Of course, I always enjoy it. Good, London. and you were just telling me how you're only here for, what, like 48 hours? Uh, just a brief time. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we're, we're so quickly. thankful that you've been able to make some time for Absolutely. us here at the studios. Absolutely. So before we get into talking about your new album, The Cry, can you just tell our viewers, if they don't already know, just your, what was your first encounter of meeting Jesus? Do you remember that? My first encounter? Yeah. You know, I've, I've actually served him all my life. Amazing. Um, I, I I remember my first encounter telling anyone yeah. uh, that, that I was saved. It was actually, I was three years old, mm. uh, talking to my grandfather, uh, telling him, you know, I believe in Jesus, I'm saved, and my parents don't believe me. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't allow me to get baptized in, until they, they really felt like I understood. Wow. Uh, and so uh, because of that, uh, I, that's my earliest memory, mm. but I've served the Lord all of my life, and I've had multiple uh, encounters with him, but but really, I've, I've served him my entire life. That is amazing. Yeah. So you're a pastor, you're a worship leader, you're a father, you're a husband. Yes. How do you balance all of it? it all of it is out of the same call. Mm. Um, it, it, it's really, you know, if you try to balance it, you, you, one thing is going to weigh more than another at, at, at times, but yeah. really, it's all uh, a part of the same mm. call uh, of, of serving him and giving him our, our ever unfolding yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So in 2016, your church went through a revival. Mm-hmm. Can you just share with us the story of, you know, what happened and how God yeah. moved through that? We're, we're still experiencing yeah. it. We're, we're still in an open heaven atmosphere. Wow. But May 22nd, 2016, uh, we really had uh, an encounter, tangible encounter uh, with the Lord all of us corporately. Um, it's, it's a long story. We actually chronicled in our book uh, called It's Happening. Uh, but but it really, um, when the presence of the Lord came into the room in such a tangible way, uh, hundreds of people literally fell on their face before the Lord weeping. And we stayed there for hours. Wow. Um, and, and as a result of that, and we've continued to see, um, you know, that was our initial response, but we've continued to see the Lord do some significant things and, and pour out his spirit in an incredible way. And one of the ways that he has manifested himself is we've seen hundreds uh, of healings and miracles that have taken place uh, at the church as a result of that. But but the overall story that still remains, uh, we've never had a healing service, so it's not that kind of thing. It's his presence. And, and so we've learned a few things uh, in that to posture ourselves, to host him, uh, to continue to cry out and keep a posture of desperation. Uh, in addition to that, we've also learned that when the healer is present, healing is available. Uh, and then there's a, a, something that we've adopted that we've understood as our you know, personal um, understanding now or, or posturing is that um, he's not in our presence, we're in his. Uh, and that changes everything about the way that we live, the way that we talk, the way that we walk, the way that we interact. And so it is, it's remained to this day uh, and we're still seeing the presence of God in, in significant ways. That is amazing. Yeah. Can you share with us the testimony of, you know, something that happened during worship or during that time, just to encourage our viewers at home? Oh, for sure. There's so many. Yeah. Uh, we could be here forever <laughs> uh, just talking about that. Um, you know, the, one of the first things that took place is a, a precious woman in our church. Her name is Miss Pam. Uh, and she had a stroke uh, and was and partially paralyzed. And the Lord healed her instantly. And everyone knew 
uh, who she was and, and saw her walking with her cane and, and, and you know, driving with a handicap, you know, sticker and everything else. And now to see her down front jumping uh, and praising God every Sunday is, is uh, one of the catalysts, uh, but probably one of the, one of the most significant things that took place, um, you know, among us. It uh, didn't actually happen in church. It happened for a family in our church. Uh, 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 of our executive pastor, uh, Jason McMullen, and his family. They actually have 10 children. Wow. Uh, they're very blessed. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, but but his wife uh, and six of their children um, actually had a brain-eating amoeba, um, which has a, a mortality rate of 97%. Um, <clears throat> and most people, uh, 3% of the people, uh, at least in America, that uh, have ever gotten that uh, have lived. Everyone, wow. 97% have passed away uh, somewhere between 24 hours and five days. Uh, and it is it is uh, very difficult to cure. And in fact, um, there's only, uh, according to the news, uh, prior to this moment, only four known survivors of this particular illness. Uh, and the Lord uh, healed all of them, all wow. seven of them, in 24 hours before the medicine was administered. Uh, the church prayed, and we were praying worldwide, and the Lord uh just healed them all. And so now there are 11 survivors. Yeah. There are seven of them in our church, yeah. more survivors in our church than the combined history of the United States mm. because of what the Lord has done. And changing that statistic of Absolutely. 97%. Absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, but it, it is, you know, to see what the Lord has done with mm. that and, and hundreds of others um, has been um, mind-blowing mm. to us um, and, and something that we, we are continuing to keep the posture of gratitude for. Uh, and, and continue to tell the testimony because testimony creates faith for the future. Mm. And so we're seeing that as we tell this testimony, as we tell what the Lord is doing, it's really starting faith in the body of Christ yeah. and for those who are hearing it. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is exciting. Thank yeah, you for sharing that. Absolutely. I think it's so encouraging for, you know, churches that are praying for revival. They're praying for that just to hear that it's happening. And, you know, what what's changed? The atmosphere just completely changed in your church from that. Well, yes, it is. Yeah. It is. You know, for us, and I continue to say, the way that we're experiencing the, the tangible presence of God, um, all of these things are, are the outgrowth of him being there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so our posture is to continue to, to be good hosts of his presence. I travel a lot less mm -hmm. because I never want to miss that that's the treasure, yeah. that's the pearl. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he is the treasure. He's the pearl. And once you have had an encounter with him, everything changes. Yeah, yeah. completely. And that leads us quite nicely onto your album, mm. The Cry, The Live Worship Experience. Can you share with us where this album was birthed from? Yes. Um, you know, I, I say to everyone who, who, anyone who wants to listen, that this is the album that I was born to make wow. um, because it is the response, God's response to a 20-year prayer uh, to answer a 20-year cry uh, among us. And so that the project itself is birthed out of this encounter. Every project that I've recorded prior to this one has been looking forward to a move of God. This one is birthed because of the move of God. And so every song, every lyric, every declaration uh, is either declaration, testimony, um, or demonstration to invite other people into this experience, to give other people language, to know that it's happening, to speak from that place so they can encounter God themselves Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And you're going to be playing for us later your song, yeah. Stay, yes. which we're really excited about. Yes. But yes. before we talk about that song, is there a song on the album? I'm sure you love all of them. <laughs> um, but is there a song that really stands out for you that you know carries a lot of weight for you personally? So the answer, this is the true answer, is that every single yeah. song on this project 
comes from the place mm -hmm. of encounter. Um, so I don't, you know, I could literally walk you through every song and tell you why its personal meaning uh, means a lot to us. Um, there's a song called I Don't Want to Leave, um, which really is our attempt to try to capture. Um, we've had moments where literally hundreds of people have sat in his presence hours after dismissal. Um, no one's leading worship, no one's preaching because he's present, because he's in the room and people just want to be with him. And and, and we don't want to leave moments like that. So that that um, the song's still moving, which actually chronicles a lot of the, the miracles and testimonies and things of that nature. And we pray uh, that for, for God to release his healing power uh, through that song. So literally we've gotten testimonies of people who have been healed listening to that song. Um, there, there are songs like uh, The Cry, which is actually the title song, which really became the refrain for our church, which has a, a driving refrain, we won't stop until we see it, um, which is uh, vitally important to our church. It's kind of the catalyst for this whole project uh, because it was something that was birthed out of the movement. Uh, but that, that we won't stop until we see it comes from 2 Kings 13 uh, for us, where uh, the king is in his last illness and it comes to Elisha and Elisha asks him, you know, shoot the arrow. This will be the arrow of the Lord's victory. And then he says, take the rest of the arrows and strike the ground. He strikes the ground three times and Elisha gets angry with him and says, you know, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Or you would have had complete victory, but now you only have three. And uh, you look at that scripture and you say, well, why would he get angry with him when he didn't tell him how many times to strike? Mm. And the answer is, that's the answer. Yeah. He should have struck until he was told to stop. Yeah. And so there, there's a part of us that says, you know, we're not going to stop until we see it. We're not going to be a people who, you know, after one, two or three times, you know, pray and don't see anything and then we stop, but we're going to continue uh, to press in and continue to go until we see it. And so every song, uh, every declaration is attached to, to something that has personal and deep meaning to yeah, us. That's yeah, that's amazing. And you're joined by a, a, a wide range of a guest friends, artists and friends, friends. Can you friends. share with the viewers some of the people that join you on this album? Yes, I'm excited about it. Uh, mm. Tasha Cobb Leonard is a great friend. She, as a part of it, Yolanda Adams, uh, David Nicole Binion, Travis Green, Nathaniel Bassey. Uh, and, and one of the things that I'm really excited about as well is um, we have a great worship leader at our church. Uh, she's a spiritual daughter of mine. Her name is Trinity Anderson. We actually featured her three times uh, on the project because um, we just feel like the Lord has something significant for her as well. And so it, it, we're, I'm just really, really uh, excited about the partnerships and friendships that the Lord allowed. And, and I don't do that from an industry standpoint, trying to think, you know, who can we get to be on this project to make it bigger? These are really friends um, who understand what's been happening uh, at our church and really came to, to aid in releasing that sound. Yeah. And you filmed it in Tennessee? We did in Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. So why did you film it in Tennessee? Uh, you know, uh, two two reasons why. Um, one is our church was able to come. Uh, um, 300 people from our church drove up uh, to be a part of the recording. They really were the engine that drove, you know, the worship that night. And what I mean by the engine is some of those decorations, of course, they knew. Yeah. And so as they were singing, then it just caused uh, a chain reaction in the room and caused everyone else to join in. Uh, and the second was the church that we recorded at um, was also experiencing an outpouring of the Spirit of God. And so to, to be in a place that can understand the language of what we were talking about was vitally important to us. That is great. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's amazing. I, it's so good to hear, you know, how, like where this album's birthed from, and then you go to that church where they're also experiencing mm -hmm. that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, there might be people watching who are worship leaders or, you know, they're wanting, they're writing their own songs. How, can you give them encouragement of, you know, maybe where you were 10 years ago, wherever that, you know, wherever, whatever place you were in then, of, 
you know, just keep on going, keep mm -hmm. on writing, keep on leading. What, what encouragement would you give to aspiring worship leaders or people who are just really after God's heart? Well, that's, that's the, it. That's, that's <laughs> the it away. right Hold there. You, you answered the question <laughs> in the question. Yeah. Um, it is, it, you know, we live in a day now where worship uh, can be an industry or a career path, mm -hmm. um, and, and, but it's never designed for that. Um, it, it really, our fascination and our affection, our attention, uh, our gaze should be upon the Lord. That the first and most prominent ministry of worship is to the heart of the Father, which is, is done in private first. Uh, so we understood that private devotion precedes public manifestation. Um, there, there is a, uh, a a reality of worship uh, that that is for Him alone mm -hmm. and for Him first, and sometimes. He gives some people the ability to take their private worship and make it public. Uh, and so I would say that for anyone who is leading worship or, or writing worship songs, the first ministry of worship is to the Lord himself. Wow. Um, the first ministry of worship is, is ministering to him first. Um, and then perhaps uh, he'll allow, you know, the opportunity to do that in front of other people. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but, but to, to make him the number one object of your affection is most important. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. So what do you, what's your hope for this album? Where do you want, like, what do you hope that people will gain from listening to it? I, I, a, a deeper affection for him, their faith to be stirred, uh, but, but a desire, an insatiable desire to experience the same thing. Mm. Um, that was part of the languaging of this was to, to cause people to cry out for the same thing, to want the same thing, to experience the same thing. So, you know, testimony awakens that, a demonstration invites people into it. And so there's a sense of uh, awakening people's faith and then inviting them into the same experience. Mm. And so my, my goal is that when people hear it, their faith is stirred, but they also literally desire or cry out for the same thing and then, of course, experience it themselves. Amazing. Yeah. So later on, you're going to be singing for us your song, Stay. Can you share with us? Because I love this song. Me too. Well, yeah, I Me love too. it. It's amazing. Can you share with us kind of what was, what's about this song for people who are about to hear it? What would, how, how would you set this up? This song? So in Luke chapter 24, um, this is what... We preached a message at our church called The Hunger Test, uh, but really it was it was um, birthed out of this, this understanding, this place. I, I actually, uh, because this outpouring has been happening in our church, I really uh, got on my knees one day and, just, and said to the Lord, I don't want this to end. I just want you to stay. And in Luke chapter 24, uh, there's a, a, a story of the two disciples walking on the Emmaus Road with Jesus. And it's a seven-mile walk, and there's a lot of things going on there, and, and it's, he's preaching to them about himself, what the scriptures reveal uh, about himself. This is after, of course, the, the resurrection of Christ, and, and they're downtrodden at first, and so he's speaking with them the entire way. And the scripture says while he was speaking, their hearts were burning. Mm -hmm. Did not our hearts burn as he spoke with us? But when they get to their destination, uh, the scripture records these words, Jesus acted as if he were going to keep going which lets us know that he didn't actually want to. He just wanted to see if there was someone that wanted him to stay. And the scripture uh, says that they begged him to stay, and he did. And then one of the things that we've learned is that when you ask him to stay, he will. Uh, he stays where he's welcome. Wow. He leaves where he's rejected. And so for us, it's a posture of asking the Lord to stay. Wow. I'm really looking forward to hearing it. I can't wait to hear yeah. you do it live. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about your book. Can you share with us the... So that is about the revival of your church. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called It's Happening. Uh, um, 
heaven is responding uh, to, to the cries of his people. And, and we um, really, one of the things that we did in this book is not just talk about you know, some of the things that are taking place, but really chronicle the postures that you can place yourself in uh, to position yourself for encounter. Of course, you can't make anything happen. It's not a cause and effect kind of thing, but these are some of the things that we've learned as it relates to posturing ourselves mm-hmm. before the Lord. Um, you know, desperation and faith and, and crying and some of these different things that, that you can posture yourself to awaken this desire. For us, um, we make the statement, um, and it's kind of the impetus for everything. If it's happening anywhere, it can happen everywhere. So it's not just the goal is not to get people to come to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when people hear about it, they're like, we got to get to Orlando. But really, if God's doing something anywhere, he can do it everywhere. Uh, and so it's really about how do you position yourself to see it happen in your own life and in your own church. Wow, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me here Absolutely. today. It's been such a pleasure to really hear your heart for the album. At TBN UK, we want the gospel to be in as many homes in this country as possible. And you can partner with us in this mission by praying, sharing or giving. For more information, visit tbnuk.org slash partnership. And remember, you can watch us on TBN UK on Freeview 65 or Sky 582.